Let's go. It's a good episode already. It sure is, bro. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to the Comic Footprint Podcast. Episode 113. He is one that I'm showing, and every week we get together, have a few drinks, talk about things going on in the world, try to focus on things, making an impact, whether they be good, bad, or otherwise. And... It's hot as hell down here in Florida, <laughs> goddammit. Yo, you ain't lying, bro. Hit him with a drink of the day. Ooh, talk about making an impact. This drink done our <laughs> <laughs> I think Sean trying to sleep with me, yo. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> yo, this is uh the black raspberry oak. It sound regal as fuck, bro. This drink, this drink, it sounds like a horror movie, too. If black, you, if you black are watching guy. the YouTube, we are not wearing ties. Yep. Yeah, nope. <laughs> Nope, but yeah, this this is this is a good one, man. This is a great one. Um, the blackberries, black raspberry oak, and as the name implies, there are some berries in here, man. Um, so we first off, we muddled uh, two blackberries, four raspberries, and some mint. Uh, muddled it in a glass, added a shot of the noble oak bourbon, added a half an ounce of simple syrup, um, stirred it up. The lime. Oh. A wedge of lime. Yep. You're right. So a wedge of lime, then stirred it up, added some crushed ice, topped it off with a club soda, and then a clapped mint leaf. And um, I think that was it, man. Stirred yeah, it up, it. and stirred it, up. it was this. Yeah, thing. stir it up. Stir it up after you put in the club soda because yeah. it kind of gets the whole fizz in the whole in the, in the entire drink. Um, yeah, man. This one I found like a version of it online. And then when I went to the grocery store, I picked up a few extra ingredients, added it in, and was not disappointed. So we'll got a picture on IG for y'all. This shit is good, people. It is so good, man. And I don't know if the bourbon matters. I mean, I, I would say for the for the true bourbon drinkers, every the bourbon always matters. Dude, this noble oak has hit. I would say yes. the Woodford Reserve, the 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 one that we do, yeah. um, would go really well with this as well. But this noble oak, the the we've had it like maybe two or three times yep. now on there. It's hit. Every, Every time, time, man, it's so good. Yeah, so check it out. So people. good, Noble Oak. Um, what is this? Noble Oak Double Oak Bourbon is what we're using today. Um, go to your local grocery store, get some ingredients, hit it up. Let us know what you think. Yeah, man, this this stuff is fantastic, man. All right, bro, hit him with your carbon footprint. Yo, yo, man, my carbon footprint may or may not exist, man. Uh, is this going out to uh, this computer generated influencer? Um, it's, uh, you can guys can go follow her on IG. Her name is Lil Michaela and she's a digital 19 year old who has partnered with like PacSun to create social content. Um, and she has 3 million followers. Um, she's also partnered with Prada and Dior and Calvin Klein. And, um, she's basically like a character in the metaverse. Or so it's in not. The, so it's not a person. No, it's a virtual person. It's a NFT or a virtual being or so what, an avatar, whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call it. So what makes her? What makes her hip? You know, like why? Why it's I want to follow? Just cool. Like her, her, her persona. So like the way yeah. whoever's created her has made her sort of likable and cool and fashionable and this whole nine. Um, and I thought like, well, first off, the 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 financier in me is like, fuck, I don't have to pay a human. You remove that element. I can make this person think and feel however I want them to. Like, I don't have this uh, crap shoot of a like human beings are humans, right? Like, yeah. if I sign you to uh, to uh, an endorsement deals, how many people do you see now losing their endorsement deals, right? Because they do something questionable yeah. or they, you know, like you go, yeah, you well, don't you don't have that problem. No, you basically ever. ever you're programming this human being, and because of the state that we're in, people gravitate. 
gravitate towards. Like we don't even care if it's fake. Like we're because of video games, That's because crazy. of movies, so because right. of anime, because like everything. Like we gravitate towards these virtual personalities. And um, this thing is, I mean, obviously again, three million followers. Have you seen the 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 monkey that um, Snoop Dogg is has like endorsed? Uh uh-uh. uh. It thing is, it's like a, a monkey. It's like, it's like an NFT. You know, like the old what? What's the oh, like the board ape thing? Yes. Okay. It's one of those. What? And but he's got one, and 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 they've created even like this costume. So when they do like concerts, the like the dude comes out. What? The NFT comes out, and he's got an Instagram page and shit on his. And, yeah, yeah. I gotta find out who it is. I can't remember who it is, and I was taking me too long to to find it. But yeah, that's that's crazy, man. And just the fact that. You can essentially create anybody you want. Yeah. And and they can be hip and cool and never get in trouble and never do anything sort of out of the societal norms and all that shit. Yeah. Dude, if you think about like you go like, oh, what what would be our perfect influencer for our brand? Right. You can create it now. And they're going to have as equally as good. Now, granted, you have to have them build a following. You have to have them build a persona. You know, you still have to put in that sort of legwork. Yep. But it's doable, and if you're willing to put in the work, the payoff is I don't have to deal with this human on the other side. Like it's you know it's funny because we always think about humans getting replaced in these normal jobs, like uh, uh, you know whether it's a cashier uh, or stalker or whatever that is. But like we're we're like we're in this era now where even as an influencer you can be replaced. Yeah, right? like we're we're paying you for your personality. We're going now nah, we can create something that does that. That's like, crazy. It's a man. crazy time. I just watched a video on like AI. Um, you know, that's artificial intelligence for those of y'all who don't know. Um, and it's scary in what and in, in how far AI has already come and then what is what is in like the not so near future or, or not so far future rather. Okay. Um where you say like you could you you just create you create the perfect being, right? So instead of creating the perfect uh uh ambassador for your brand, you create you essentially create the perfect being that then maybe at one point will look at you and go, ah, you're, you're kind of holding us back. Maybe we'll get rid of you. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. But, um, that's, that's nuts. Lil Michaela is the Lil Michaela. So, uh, and Michaela, let me spell that out because it is a little unique. Um, it's L it's at Lil Michaela. So L I L and then it's M I Q U E. L A. Ooh, um, I misspelled that. Michaela, so Michaela Latina. So it's a <laughs> Michaela Latina version. Um, yeah, man, this shit's cool. I just thought it's cool, and I also felt like again, like you know, we always talk about uh, uh, sort of leaving your carbon footprint. This isn't gonna be like the end. This isn't a one and done. This isn't a one hit wonder. I think this is gonna be sort of the norm moving forward. This is gonna leave an imprint. Okay. Um, and so this is why why I felt like it was important to sort of call this out because um, although it's not a real person, I think it is a a, a a a person or an entity that will sort of have influence moving forward or things like it will have influence right. moving forward for sure. So yeah, that's cool, man. Um, mine actually is going down um, not the same way, but definitely technology related. Mine's going to esports. Um, this week, actually this this past weekend, I watched uh, the FNCS, which is the Fortnite Championship Series. And the only reason I watched it was because I, I do not play Fortnite. Um, my sons do. I have one son who's really into it. They used to all be really into it. And then now they're sort of dwindled down to one. 
Uh, so, so he essentially took over the main TV in the house. Oh, wow. He, you know, they were streaming it on YouTube. Like watching the Super Bowl for him, right? Yes, bro. Super Bowl, the the NBA Finals. The, finals. the you know, World it was Series, like, that. like yeah. Yes, it was, it was such a, like, an event for my son and and i don't like the game at all like i don't want to watch it because it's it's essentially there's too much going on for me i don't know i never really played it so i don't understand it i could see that okay yeah, yeah right so but no different than than maybe somebody who's never watched football mm-hmm. to go like uh like a bunch of guys running around hitting each other i don't get it yeah i don't know the right? rules i don't know the exactly i don't know the strategy yeah yeah but what kept me and i didn't i didn't watch the whole thing but what kept kept me coming back was my son's excitement, and and I and I compared it to, wow man, like this is like us watching, you know, a sporting like a final sporting event in any major sports. I mean, these guys had commentators during the game. Mm-hmm. They had commentators after each game. They did like a like a um, a Europe, an East and a West. Right. But they had commentators during the game, after the game, very much like a, like a sporting event, and 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 folks that weren't necessarily pros, although they had pros sprinkled in, um, but they were able to speak intelligently about what was happening. And my son was stuck to the TV all day long, watching this. And what's even what's even better is at, before it actually, or when it when it first started, he was in his room playing Fortnite. Within the Fortnite game, he was able to watch the event with other people, and they're interacting. They're dancing because you know the Fortnite characters dance with each other. Yeah, they're dancing with each other, and in the game was a big screen, and they're watching the the FNCS on the big screen within the game. Jeez. Dude, I was watching that shit, just going like, "Wow, man, I, this is something that that this generation, this is like sort of this Gen Z." That I could see in the future going like this is the major event. Oh, a thousand percent, man. Like I found myself so I have seen the Fortnite one in the past, mm-hmm. and I have found myself in the last week or two actually, because my brother, my brother is twenty eight. My brother was or gonna be twenty eight. Um, and he was watching the Call of Duty championships. Ooh. And see that I could probably watch better. Because I understand it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and then he was watching on his phone. And I remember putting it on the TV, and we started watching. And you get sucked in. And, you, and the same thing. It has announcers. It has people. There's players. He knows, you know, like the people on the teams and all that. Yes. And then, uh, like, you're watching that, and you're going, "Oh wow, this is the next big wave," because you're getting sucked into it. And and they've done such a good job. And it's only going to get better. Of the way they televise it, of of showing you sort of what the you know the player you're watching, where the other players are, yes. where you know like um you know they've done really good I think at, 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 in sort of uh, of making it like uh, watchable on TV because there's certain sports that don't translate well on TV or just certain events, um and it's entertaining man I like so as a gamer like I like to game I'm not great but I love to game and so like I see like I can watch a Call of Duty I can watch a Fortnite I can appreciate sort of the gaming behind it. Um, so from that perspective, I go, oh, wow, they did a really good job of showing you what it's actually like and what you're seeing right. in the perspective of the player. But, um, yeah, man, I think the, this is going to be our, like, like this will surpass, like, what the World Series was to us as a kid. Like, I remember yeah, the I World Series so, was must-watch for me as a kid, right? Like, baseball was must-watch. And then I just saw recently the guy in baseball who's about to get the highest-paid contract of all time. I've never even heard of him. 
like Juan Soto. Oh, Juan Soto. Yeah. Never. I, I don't even know who that is. Pay, until pay, I saw pay him for the Nationals. Yeah. Now uh, San, Diego. San Diego picked him up, right? No yeah. clue who this guy yeah, was. He's nasty. Right? But, but there's guys in the Call of Duty League or even Twitch streamers that I know that I see get big contracts. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. And I don't know who Juan Soto is who's about to get for half a billion dollars. Right, right. You know, like, it's just insane to me how, how quick esports is. But I get it. Dude, I, I um with my kids, man, I love this. Me and both of my kids have gotten into this game called Overwatch. Okay. And uh, Overwatch is, is pretty old now. It's probably, like, um, six or seven years old. And there's a second part coming out this year. But anyway, so we play because um, so me and my daughter play on the PC. My son plays on his Nintendo Switch, but it's cross platform, so we can all play together. And um, so we play it all the time. And while you're playing Overwatch, there's a little field that goes, "Oh, Overwatch League is live right now," and you can watch the league live in the middle of your match. Uh, you can do game. that stuff, yeah. And you can go see like the pro players or like the kids who play in the leagues. Yep. Like at that moment in time and it's just like pro sports they have like an eastern conference and a western conference and they have like teams yeah. and and some of these teams are owned by like mark cuban and what you know like right so it's like uh and they do that with both um um call of duty and uh I think league of legends has a lot of really? owners in the, and the other one the 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 madden Oh yeah, Madden, FIFA. Yes, like all these guys have big souls. So yeah. within each uh, Euro, East and West um, playing time, he actually had people like he had a lineup of like three people or teams that he was rooting for within the East, within the Euro, the East and the West. Wow! And so as these guys were winning or losing, so goes his mood. It was. I'm telling you, man. I, yeah, I was, like I was fascinated, us, man. Yeah. I was just like, oh my god, man. I, I've been, you know, like I've been a Bears fan since I was a kid, and I go, like, I have shed tears when they've lost. Yeah. You know, in 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 what I've what I perceive to be big moments, and this is the first time that I'm watching my youngest watch something in which that 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 invoked uh, emotions and yeah, the stakes were equally as high. For yeah. Him. As they were for you when you were watching those, and you don't get it, right? You're going like, huh? And then no, I don't like, get it, but I'm watching him, and I'm going, that's. I mean, I don't want you to be like, don't be a fanatic. No, no, no. But being a fan of a team and and kind of going through those highs and lows, like I don't know, man. I don't know if it teaches you anything or or not, but it's a good experience. It's man. If anything, like you said, it's it's a good experience. It's something to root for. It's something to be joyous about. And yeah, because I'm the same way, man. I, I've cried over yeah. Yankee. Right. Or you're losses at your lows, in the playoffs. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, the t- Tennessee Titans were so bad at one point that you couldn't cry anymore because you'd run out of tears. But like, <laughs> you know, I remember them getting eliminated from playoffs, and I've watched them losing the Super Bowl as a kid, and like. Ugh. I've been disappointed most of my life. Oh yeah, you're a bear. Thank God, thank God for the Yankees. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like I got a spoiled run with the Yankees. You know what's crazy? It's how greedy I'm as a fan. When I was, um, the Yankees won their first World Series in in that long string when I was about ten. And and ninety six. Yeah, yeah. And I have, and I got lucky, and I got to go to a lot of those games and stuff. And um, and they had this ridiculous run where they won like five within like a decade or whatever it was, um, probably less like seven, eight years, and they uh, would lose sometimes in the playoffs during that run, and I would cry. I was so spoiled. Like, <laughs> yep. they'd won so much, and I would still cry as a as a kid when they lost, and I was so disappointed, 
even though I had just witnessed them win, you know, like one and then maybe lose one or two and then win another World Series and then win lose one and then maybe win another World Series. And I would still cry every time they fucking lost yep. and I got eliminated. Like it meant that much to me. So I, I can like sort of look at these kids now when they see their favorite video game player and go, oh, that's what it's like to yeah. you. I think for us, it was is like this old school mentality of like maybe because there isn't the physicality or so we don't think behind it. Or like this masculinity that we think is behind sports that isn't behind esports, right? Um, but it's certainly the new wave of uh, whether we want to call it a sports or entertainment or whatever Absolutely, it is, or competitive man. entertainment or whatever we want to call that. Yep. Like, it's and definitely the next wave. And not for nothing, bro. Like, so when we were watching the Europe, the the Europe sort of portion of of the world play, um, the purse was three hundred k. For the first place, for the first place team, two hundred k for the second place team, one hundred fifty k for the third place team, and then I believe, and don't quote me on this, but I believe that it went down about twenty thousand dollars for each uh, for the for the next uh, team that was in you know fourth, fifth, sixth, all the way down to like the fiftieth place that ended up getting like fifteen hundred bucks. Wow, man! I think and maybe we've spoken on uh, about this on here before but i remember or we've had this experience where um my kids play a lot of video games like whether it's on switch or pc like both my daughter and my son and i remember people giving us crap about that and my argument to that was always like well if they were playing basketball outside would you care right you know like people be like oh you know they watch too they can't see it they play too much video games and i go well if they were playing basketball you wouldn't care because, you know, the basketball, it's like, oh, maybe it's because it's like a physical activity. Maybe it's because they're like, oh, they could get to the NBA but, one yeah, day. Right. Oh, what, maybe what it could lead to. What it could lead to. But I go, but if my kid makes 100K a year, and I'm not saying that that's what it's going to happen. It right. probably leads to nothing. But if my kid plays video games and it leads to them making 50K a year, they're a lot happier than the person making, you know, 50K a year, maybe sitting behind a desk doing whatever basic job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I go, I think for me as a parent, I've always looked at it as like, you got to nurture whatever it is that they're into. Like, I don't care if you're into basket weaving, I'll nurture that. And if it turns into something or it doesn't cool, but I gave you an opportunity to sort of nurture that, that, that interest. Um, and so I, I think the video games thing has become one of those things where you go, man, you see these kids play all day, all night, all stuff. And then now you can't be like, can't make a living off that one day because some of these kids are going like, yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah. I paid for your house. You know, like you look at, you know, Mr. Beast, obviously making YouTube, but he's also big on streaming and you dude, the kid last year, who's like the, the, the 15 year old who made like five mil on Fortnite. The kid who's a Fortnite champ last year. Yeah. I think he got a $5 million payout. I think it is. Booga. I thought it was like three, but regardless. Well, yeah, yeah, $3 million is a lot of money, bro, to make as a 15, 16-year-old to play a video game. Like, that's... that's yeah, and, he, and he was in... So he was on the East Coast this time. He was the only name that I knew. Yeah. But my, but my son knew a bunch of others. And he's like, oh, I'm going for so-and-so because of, you know, for these reasons. And then I'm going for Booga. You know, if he if he loses and I'm gonna go for Booga for these reasons. And he kinda had like this whole story in his head of like, this is who I'm rooting for and why. And then as those players got eliminated, like to see him, you know, like to be not not distraught. Because even at, at the end, even the ones even in even in the games where the folks he was uh rooting for didn't win anything, mm-hmm. he would be kinda sad, but he would be so excited about the next the next round of the games. The next round of games, yeah. It's like us watching a, a seven-game series. Yep. Oh, they lost this game, but 
next game. Next, you know, they might next have series. Like, yeah, yeah, it, man. I, I love it, man. I love where esports is going. I love that whole thing. I, I, I just like to see the evolution of stuff. I, I know that like there's certain things even in the NFL. It's not going to last forever. There's going to be the next wave of things. As as romantic as I can be about sort of the stuff that I grew up with and stuff that I've watched, I love to see these kids um, sort of pave their own path of like whether it's entertainment, whether it's competitiveness, whether you know wh- whatever it is, um, it's cool to see. I also love to see people monetize passions. Like I love that. Like in video games was one of those things where I grew up playing and was a passion. It was one of those things where like you can't play video games all day and yada yada. Right, and to right. see people be able to monetize that in whatever way it is whether it's streaming whether it's competitive gameplay whether you know like i mean hopefully i don't know if it, do, uh, do any of your kids have interest in entering tournaments like even like amateur tournaments or any of that like you know what i i, I talked to them about that and 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 um I, I know like when they were into fortnite they were they were trying to get up to certain levels so they can so they could kind of like surpass where most people were so they can maybe get into tournaments but then it kind of died down and i think like i said like the the youngest is into it what I tell him is like, listen, man, you got to do the school thing, you know, but if you, if this is your passion and that's what you, that's what you like to do. Um, understand that you may not want to do that forever. Yeah. But if, if that is able to make you a living for the first, you know, few years of, of your adult life, then, you know, like go for it, man. Like, you know, th- it doesn't really matter, man. As long as, and as parents, I, th- I think that sometimes we have, um, we have like, kind of like goals in our minds for kids of, of whether, oh, they'll be a doctor or a lawyer or these traditional things that 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 bring success, right? A level of quote-unquote success to, to our children. Um, but I think that being a gamer is it's just like being an athlete. There's a very low chance of you being a professional athlete. There's a very low chance of you being a professional gamer as well but the opportunities are there and they exist. Yeah, absolutely. And um and I think I would rather my my child or you know, I'll, I'll actually I'll extend this to anyone that I know. I think I would extend it anyone that I know. If you can make 30 to 40 grand a year doing something you absolutely love versus doing something that you're miserable doing every day, and and I'll spare you what those things are, but like there's plenty of minimum wage jobs out there that you go Oh, I could make that playing video games or, you know, basket weaving or, you know, uh, making videos online about peanut butter or whatever the fuck it is. Like, yeah. I, like if you could make a living doing those things like, yeah, man, you could make minimum wage doing shit that you hate. So I would much rather that outcome of of monetizing a passion and something that you love. You don't like you don't have to be rich. I think the the, the sort of measurement of success should be. A, like, do you wake up every day like absolutely wanting to do what you're about to do? And so maybe that should be success. And you go like, obviously, you don't want to be in poverty. But I think for most people, if you're content with your life and you're able to, you know, eat and live and sleep somewhere and whatever, like, I think a lot of us would trade sort of circumstance for a passion and being comfortable in that whole thing and not being miserable every day you wake up to yep. stuff. So like, yeah, I, I love this, man. I love the esports. I love, uh, again, I love anytime anyone's able to monetize a passion, man. I'm all for it, man. I, I love seeing this um, because it just, again, it just opens the window for like this infinite amount of possibilities. And yeah. e- esports is not going anywhere. And it's been on this crazy run lately. I've been lucky to work with um, 
companies that have put on events for esports yeah. and and have gotten in early on some of these esports events and they're so fun and it's at the forefront and i think we're just scratching the surface about what these things can be and how you televise them and how you show them live i know the local colleges here are starting esports like arenas where like i think even full sale college has its own esports complex oh, wow. where you could join a team from the school but then also there's like a an arena type facility where they do events and they do that whole thing oh, so dope. yeah man so i think people are pouring money and resources and time into this and um yeah it's only gonna get bigger and bigger and i I really want to see i you know i used to think of like who the hell wants to watch people play and then i started watching streamers all the time on twitch and youtube and facebook there's a lot of people bro there's a lot man and then even dude and i would say i've streamed and i've gotten people watching me and i'm like even if it's four people i'm like why the fuck would you want to watch me play i'm terrible but it's also like there's a market for anything and everything and like no matter how disinteresting you think you are or how bad you think you are at a game or whatever it is like people are gonna gravitate towards just i think authenticity and you just doing something that you want to do there's a guy that my sons watch and i don't know what his name is but he's a, he's a streamer i don't know if he's that great at the game but he freaks out so he has like he lives with his mom but he has like this room and he goes in, and when he loses, he punches holes in the wall, oh, I've seen. and he throws chairs. I know and who you're like, talking about. The room is jacked up. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. But I'm just saying, saying, like, it's like it doesn't. You don't. You never know what people are into, and he's sometimes, a yes, he's a character. And sometimes, if you know what you think is normal, other people will see as interesting. And so shout out to esports, man. Like I said, that's why I gave him that Doctor Disrespect, right? That guy's a total like he's a character. I think he has a whole. I don't even know who that is. He has a whole. Um, I think documentary and everything. Now he's probably almost forty. This guy's got the mustache and the mullet and all this, and he created this character where he goes, "Yo, I want to make it very much like a Batman, where okay. anyone can step into my shoes and be this this character, and sort of take the mantle on, like okay. in perpetuity." And it it's it's he's not wrong like whether you hate him love him you know like you go oh yeah i would watch a guy act like that because it's entertaining whether i'm watching to hopefully see him lose or see him win or see him freak out and punch a hole in the wall or whatever i'm gonna watch no matter what like i'm gonna watch and that's all at the end of the day man we just want entertainment yeah dude and there's so many guys like that that are on that are on the internet that my that my son's watching and i'll ask him like why do you watch that and and they'll go oh like he's funny yeah and, and I don't think it's funny, but there's people out there that think it's funny, man. So again, a big shout out to the esports. Um, I, I kind of see this event in the future as as having like commercials and you know all this shit. Whether you know some kind of sponsor, you know sponsors that are that are um, giving money to the event for whatever reason, whether it's oh, commercials, huge sponsors, or or otherwise. I didn't see you know again. This is on YouTube, and there were no commercials. Dude, League of Legends and all that is on like cable. Like TBS, really? T- yeah. Oh yeah, dude. T- yeah. like Madden, yeah, and and FIFA and League of Legends and these games are like uh, uh, CS:GO, like Counter Strike. They're on network TV or uh, like yeah, on cable dude. TV, man. Like it's it's, it's yeah. coming, bro. It's it, it coming. Is. It absolutely is, man. Shout out, these guys are leaving their mark on the world, man. Like, all right, man. Listen, let talk to me about ITT. Listen, yo, do you see uh uh uh, uh our, our our current uh, snoozy president? is uh been um semi hard at work 
trying to pass some shit. But I saw he passed something today called like the something inflation, anti-inflation or. Oh, something. I, I, yeah, I, I saw it, but I don't know what, man, what, sure. what, what's it about. Um, uh, there's a bunch of shit in there basically to trying to curve like inflation and stuff in the economy. But one of the things that he also passed was this, um, he canceled student loans, uh, $3.9 billion in student loans for, um, 200,000 students who attended ITD tech. And, um, that's it. The kind of person that attends ITT Tech, though, I, I would feel like is this exactly the kind of person that needs their student loans canceled. Because <laughs> I don't know anybody who went to ITT Tech who's doing great in life right now. I, I do. <laughs> but Stop. it's like going to DeVry. <laughs> Wait a like, minute, hold do you on. know anybody who went to DeVry Bro, and doing okay the, right now? I'm DeVry. Yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why it's an almost. Do you Bro. know anybody who went to DeVry or ITT Tech now okay, who's so in a great position in life right now? I will say that um, I had been looking. So when before I went into uh, into UCF, okay. I was looking at DeVry, and um, they, had a, they had just opened up a campus here in Orlando, and I went over there. And they talked a good game. Um, when I so I actually signed up for the classes, whatever. DeVry? DeVry. Okay. I go to my first day of classes. I go up to the room, and there's a sign on the door that says, This class has been canceled. Go to the registrar's office. <laughs> so I go to the I go over there, they ask for my uh my schedule, I give it to them, and they go, Oh yeah, that class was canceled. Oh yeah, and it's I think in like four classes, by the way, two out of the four were canceled. And immediately, bro, right there, I go, cancel all of them. Good. For and then she was, and she goes, no, you don't know, no, you can, you can take other things and whatever. And I was like, no, 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 I'm taking things because I was, I was like a married man, working, you know, I had my, I had a house. So I, I had bills to pay. Like I got bills and shit. Yeah, right. And so I told him, I was like, yo, I picked classes based on my life. And no, I'm not, I'm not like you guys need to offer this, this uh, you know, offer these times in the classes, cancel all of them, I'm out. Yeah, the flexibility was supposed to be half of the selling point, right? Right. Of a device. So and they're expensive, so, by the way. How much? That was literally my question. How much more expensive than I uh, you said UCF? So for those who aren't in Florida, that's the University of Central Florida. Um, how much more expensive was the ride than UCF? Significantly, significantly, yeah, right? Yeah. For for a tech school, right? Like uh, uh, an ITT Tech is uh, a tech school. So what you know, like I look at this. We have another one here called the Kaiser, I think. And then oh uh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. lump all these schools together. Could you just go? Who the fuck? pays and i think it's because the admission is easier i'm guessing because they don't really give a fuck about your grades they just want to know whether you can pay or, or that somebody's gonna pay whether it's uncle oh, sam or true. you or whatever but I like think about that these schools are significantly more expensive than state universities like like the like why you would pick say the vry or itt tech over like the university of of, of florida or you know university right. of central florida whatever like is bananas and it's only because these guys sell you this like sort of pipe dream of oh you'll be done in 24 months and this and that but and it only costs you you know fifty thousand dollars for a year or whatever yeah. it is and i want to say like, huh? i want to say one of the selling points on the vry was they did trimesters yep right so it wasn't like the typical fall and spring semester 
you would do they would it was sort of shorter fall, shorter spring, and then shorter like summer semesters. So you have longer breaks between semesters. But they charge you four times as much <laughs> or, or seventeen times as much. So I was gonna do it, man. I had the GI Bill, I signed up and then I pulled up. Listen, I'm glad you didn't waste our tax dollars that way. <laughs> I appreciate that. But but full disclosure, I got a family that went to ITT. ITT? So look out. How they doing? <laughs> they they doing all right. They doing all right. They doing all right. And um, but if they getting their uh, hopefully their tuition, they get this, tu- this tuition forgiven, man. Because is it, is it is it in place? Yeah, he signed almost four billion dollars that he's forgiven in student loans if you went to ITT Tech. So you did it. You, you know get, what? I bet I bet I bet the person that I know just paid it off like last year. Yo, that was <laughs> I would be fucking livid, bro. I'd be livid if I paid off my student loan and they forgive it the next. I get that argument. Like I've heard that from a lot of people going like, "Hey, man, I paid for my school." It it would be easier to swallow if it was ten years ago, five years ago. But like if I just paid it off and then they're like, "Yeah, we forgave all of it," I would be fuming because student loans are that shit that never goes away. Like on your credit, like it ne- like you could be ninety nine. No, you're right. And student loans yeah, are like you can't file bankruptcy on those. Nope. Shows. Everything goes away except student loans, man. This, again, that, that should tell you all you need to know about where student loans are, which is crazy, bro, for education. I just heard this. Maybe it was Andrew Tate. I just heard this this week, and I go, man, that shit is so accurate. He goes, we value, like, education, obviously. If you get student loans and you went to, like, a Harvard, right, or a Yale or Stanford and all that, I think most of us would, yes, it would be a lot of money, but I don't think any of us would feel sort of ripped off. But he had this point about, and it reminded me because someone this week was giving me shit about my car. Okay. And um, and what, the, what about it? Well, the commentary was like, uh, "Yo, you sell drugs or something like, <laughs> about the car." And um, yeah, Yo, you have showed up with about four different cars <laughs> in the last twelve months. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Yo, every time I wrote to Juan's house, a different car. <laughs> the last four podcasts I've had different cars. <laughs> Or at least three. You're not wrong, bro. In the last month, yeah, three cars. Yeah, yeah, you're you're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. But I guess the the comment to that was that when you see that, like even for you, like when you see that, your first reaction is like, bro, what kind of drugs you selling or what kind of thing? No one ever goes, where'd you go to school? What do you study? Oh, what that's you, true, bro. Like, it goes like, we value education so bro, little that we, we see successful people or presumably successful people, and we never go, hey, man, what'd you go to school for? I'm pretty sure I, we talked about this. Either, I don't know if it was last week or the week prior. I said that same thing, man, where it's like, no one ever asks you where you went to school. None. Or, or, or like, when you think about, like, the, I didn't think what I said was, like, you talk, talk about, the, like, the billionaires, right? Like, yeah. the, the, uh, uh, Bill Gates and the Elon Musk and the uh, who's the Amazon guy? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. No one goes. Where did they go to school? Nope. I don't know if Jeff Bezos even went to school. No, me neither. Nope. All I know is that he started in the garage. Yep. And bro, if I told you the amount of times that someone's asked me if I sell drugs, or it's been a lot. Oh my god, bro! Like. First off, years ago by neighbors before I had this, but even now where 
based on the car that I drive or whatever, yeah. like I've been asked whether I sell drugs or whether um, I do shit online or whether no, like I've had guesses just about everything or questions. You're like, what do you think? Yeah, dude, <laughs> no one has ever asked me, what did you go to school for? The closest thing, and it's hilarious, I order from the same pizza place all the time. Yep. I love this pizza place. It's a little local spot. And um, the delivery driver from there did one time go, hey, man, can I ask you what you do for a living? That was the closest thing to, like, not being something hella offensive right. that someone has asked me what I do for a living. And he was so sincere and so curious. And it, and it had to do with, like, the fact that every time he came over, he was like, he just goes, man, every time you come over, like, there's something new or something, like, right. cool that you did, whether it was, like, something in the house or the car or whatever. Like, he was just, like... Or the fucking rotating lights yeah. outside. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. It was, like, it was like I, I think it was that. I think it was, like, my lights. And he just goes, weren't those a different color last time? And I'm like, yeah, they changed colors, something like that. And he just goes... And, and it was almost, like, he was so sincere. And I and, and it was, like, it came from a place where you just could tell he wasn't being malicious. where he Or he was actually, like, really curious where he just goes, man, do you mind if I ask you what you do for a living? Yeah. And that was the closest I've ever gotten to, like, a non-offensive thing where people just go, yo, man, you sell drugs or, like, thing. <laughs> and, and it's hilarious because I go, no one has ever asked me where I've gone to school or what I studied. Yeah, or what I, think. True, I go, we bro. value education so little that subconsciously we don't even go to the, hey, where'd you go to school? Yeah. Or where, yeah. So it just made me think when Biden oh, gave like man, ITT Tech, so true, I'm like, bro. a fucking course because no one has ever said, I went to ITT Tech and you went, wow, that's awesome, man. Like, it, despite the fact that it's probably one of the most expensive educations you could get yep. with the least return on your investment. Like, it, it, it's insane, man. No, you're true. it's true, bro. Dude, I gotta tell you about this shit, man. Remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about uh, we had an episode Lake Flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, well, based on the commentary, <laughs> we talked about the forty-year-old or the forty-eight-year-old or whatever it was um, having sex with like the fifteen-year-old. Yes, fifteen-year-old boy. Boy, yes. Okay, forty-eight, forty, because forty-something-year-old woman. I don't remember what it was. Okay. Having sex with a 15-year-old boy. Okay, because that's a very important distinction. It is. It is. And so my wife brings it up. And she says, and I quote, why the double standard? And I was like, well, because, you know, boys are the boys are just different. Like, if we don't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. T- typically in that, in that scenario, Absolutely. Like, I want it. I think the differences is in the age group, right? Because of where boys get sort of um, physically stronger. If we were talking about an eight-year-old boy, a nine-year-old boy, it's right. a little different. A little but different. you're talking about a 15-year-old boy yeah. where you go. In the physical prime. Yeah, in the physical prime. <laughs> like, we, we talk about this shit on the show. Like, your boys are 14, 15? 15. 15 now. You're, do your boys, if a if a 40-year-old woman. I bet you Michael can't fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh, Mr. Jackson. <laughs> shout out to Cat Williams. Yo, shout out Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking legend. But 
I think that the important distinction there is, is like your boys or any 15 year old boy could defend himself against a 40 year old woman. A 15 year old girl couldn't defend herself against a 40 year old man. Right. What, like, whether or not we like that is a completely different conversation, but it's a fact of the matter is, is that it's not looked at as gross because a 15 year old boy can defend himself, right? Because a 15 year old boy, like I said, is physically. Is is already probably stronger than most women. Is already more imposing than most women, yeah. especially today, right? So I think there's a very important distinction of like maybe the boy at nine, ten. Completely agree, right? You're taking advantage of nine, ten year old boy. Right. The boy at fifteen is choosing to be there. Yes, no, like agree. he can absolutely step away from that situation or <laughs> drop kick this bitch and go like, uh, uh-uh. uh. don't touch my pee pee (laughs) and then fucking get away dude so she goes so she follows up with that and she's like she's like well what do you think like like even that when we're young like you know at that teenager age like like, we don't want it and she goes yeah if if it was the other way around she goes she's like that 48 year old dick hits different (laughs) 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 she's like what if we said <laughs> she not wrong <laughs> listen your wife got the perspective of 20 she could go back 20 years ago and go that dick 20 years ago versus that dick now hit a little different <laughs> <laughs> oh dude but the whole double standard shit like we had a conversation, but then she started going off on that, um, and she said a couple of things, man, and I was freaking dying. And I was like, "We're talking about that shit next week." I would say, dude, as someone who has girl and a boy, yep, there is absolutely a double standard, and the double standard for me comes from a place of no one's out there trying to rape boys, and and if there are, right. I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm going to go on a limb here and say over 90% of rapes happen to women, not men, or boys, or girls, not not boys. And so I think it comes to this place of like feeling, again, my eight-year-old son couldn't defend himself against certain things, but it very rarely happens to him versus my eight-year-old daughter is more vulnerable to a... A uh, uh, man like the physicality, and I think right. like like sometimes we like as a society we like to ignore the fact that like there is a dude. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, bro. If you stripped away all the creature comforts of today, and we went back to like basic sort of like um, caveman sort of uh, uh, ways of life, it would just become like the men who can defend sort of the tribe, and it would bo- and it would boil down to like the physicality, right? The physical components. It would be like women who can raise babies and take care of home and whatever right. and pick fruit and whatever else, and it would be the men who can defend you against the lions yeah, getting and down the to other the, tribes. To the biological. Yeah, it would get down to the biological, t- uh, like where we're sort of programmed like genetically. So I think we like to ignore that a lot of times in life because of this whole like stage that we're in where we're just like everything should be equal and and because society is too good society is too it's, good it's, it's good too it's fun safe. it's comfortable yeah. it's safe but right. there absolutely is a double standard like i look at my daughter and my son absolutely differently now listen my son has certain things where i go okay he's gonna be a little more vulnerable than the average boy right his age but you know when people go like will your son have a later curfew probably 
because people aren't out there trying to rape my son at midnight, right? But they are. My daughter, unfortunately, is a target, right? Like, guys are fucking creeps. We're gross. Like, the vast majority of men commit crimes. Like, the vast you know, like, there's all this data that shows us that women are in more danger than men, than boys. So, I think it's hard to not ignore that when you're making decisions, even when it comes to your kids. Like, you want to, like, there's a difference between fair and being equal. And I think we get caught in this weird space of, like, what's fair is I can tell both of my kids of, like, hey, the world is less dangerous for you as a boy post 10 p.m. than it is for you as a girl. It's, it's not fair, but it's definitely I'm treating you equal because I'm going, hey, you need to be home at this time and you need to be home at this time. Yep. And those different because of X, Y, Z, you know, whatever. Like, I think we we just we get so caught up again because of the creature comforts now where we go like, no, we're all the same and yada, yada. Yeah, no, and not. it doesn't work that way. Yeah, no, we're, no not. we're not. Like you said, no, we're not. Like, I am physically able to defend myself as a 35 year old man, you know, like at 2 a.m. walking down whatever street than a 35-year-old woman who weighs 130 pounds who's like like i think we like you can't ignore that and as a society we've gotten away from sort of that of like bro let me tell you who's not equal at 2 a.m <laughs> or oh, 11 p.m bro we had i had a, i had an incident um at the house a couple of days ago where i went outside um, about 11 p.m. I think it was last Friday. Or last, no, probably last Thursday. I went outside um, before I went to bed. It was after 11 o'clock. Um, I'm taking out the, the, the trash bin to the curb so they could pick it up the next day. And I see this old man, or I see this man um, about across the street from me and about three houses down. In your neighborhood? In my neighborhood. Okay, because you live like you, you know can't just I'm wander in there. Like you have to live in there. You got to go out of your way. All right. So, I'm taking the thing, the 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 trash bin down to to the street curb, and I see this guy, and he's like I said, across the street, about three houses down, and he's coming out of like the front door of the of the house, and then walking across the lawn to the next house, and then turns and sees me, comes to the street, and I had to take out a few bins. So maybe it was Wednesday night. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, um, so he comes down towards the street and then starts walking towards my house. Again, it's like a, it's probably close to 1130 at this point. So I'm done taking my shit to the street. I bring the dogs inside, but I'm curious as to what this dude wants or where he's going or whatever. So I come back outside. And he and at that point he's at my driveway and he goes, Bueno. You know I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I'm I'm already like fuck. <laughs> like almost that compadre. <laughs> he said bueno. I'm Bro. dead. So I go down so I go down there. Now listen, just to paint the picture, I'm ready for bed. I'm in my boxes. <laughs> And a fucking and a and a, like a fruit of the loom T-shirt. <laughs> okay, this dude as he get, as he approaches me at the on the driveway, he's got pajama pants, the same fruit of the loom T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all shop at the same place, <laughs> and 
You know those those brown Puerto Rican slippers? Oh, yeah, the Jesus sandals. Yes. The okay. open the open toe joints. Yep. Right? I know exactly what you're talking about. So he comes up and he starts talking to me and I and I tell him slowly, Yeah, I don't speak Spanish. Um And y'all gotta see Sean. If you don't know Sean, Sean did you you had the best description of it of like you're a coconut. Cause you are brown on the outside, but you are white as fuck in the middle. So the, and now we know why. And now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean looked like he should be able to respond to you in Spanish, but he don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in Kissimmee, bro. Yep. <laughs> so he starts talking to me in in his broken English. I literally, bro, for about three seconds, and then goes right back into Spanish. <laughs> And then doesn't stop. He's just going off. He done used all his words. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as English in Barrera. <laughs> English, what? English in Barrera? What the fuck is it called? One of those. <laughs> the babble for <laughs> yep. Bro, so he goes. So, so, so at this point, I still don't know who this guy is. So I, I, I put the right foot back. <laughs> Because I don't know you ready to cock and lock what it. this guy's about to do. <laughs> I put the right foot back. <laughs> Y'all don't know what I'm talking Y'all about. Y'all know what you're talking about, yo. That's All the fellas know what I'm talking about. When you know you gotta get in your stance, that you may have to knock somebody out. That was the stance that I that, that I went into. The fellas know. So but then he, as he kept talking and I reminded him that I don't speak Spanish, he he immediately goes back into English, his broken English, <laughs> broken again English. for about two seconds, and then goes back into Spanish. So I tell him, I tell him in in my broken Spanish to wait. Espérate, <laughs> <laughs> hey, papi. Espérate. <laughs> I think I left the papi out. Wait, why were you telling him to wait? Were you getting backup like a translator? What was yes. going on? So, you I, so, yeah, so I'm like, I'm gonna go in my house. Grab the wife. Because at this point, I think I'm at the point where I'm going, he's not a threat. This guy's fucked up. Like, something's wrong with him. Okay. So I go in the house, I grab the wife, and I'm just like, listen, old man outside, um, he seems to not be, like, all there, but he's not threatening. Do you think it could have been, like, dementia or something Absolutely, like that? Absolutely, Okay, okay, okay. So that's what happened. So, so he's that bring the Yeah. So he's, he's probably, like, in his, you know, 70s, 80s. In that, in that, in that, in that area. Okay. So I bring her outside. Damn, 70, okay. So yeah, bro. Not, yeah, okay. So he's telling, he's telling her this story in Spanish about how he went to this grocery store. His wife sent him to the store to get some stuff, and his van is parked somewhere around here, but he can't find it. Okay. Meanwhile, he's in a neighborhood, bro. There's no grocery stores. The the nearest grocery store is probably you know between a quarter to uh, half a mile away. So you can't even like, no, we, we like we're not stumbled. going to the grocery store to go find his car. Wow. Anyway, bro. So we start to walk out. And he goes, oh, it's somewhere around here. So we, we're walking together with him. And then, then I go, yo, ask him if he remembers a phone number. Luckily, bro, the guy remembered the phone number. Wow. We call this phone number. His wife picks up, tells us, yo. I was just, I just got up from like, I had a headache. I went to sleep. This dude went outside to take out the, the recycle bin. And he ain't been back. And he ain't come back. There's a whole silver alert out for this <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> so, bro, she goes, she goes, yo, I literally just started praying 
that he was okay and you guys called. She goes, normally I wouldn't pick up the phone, but I picked it up. And, and then so we're like, yo, send us your address. And then, dude, he was only about two miles away. He but, wandered two miles? But he wandered away. Way, it's bro. long, bro. I was going to say, because I walk the dog like a couple miles. Two miles is a long fucking way, bro. Yeah, bro. And, and in, his, in his pajamas. Wow. And the and those Puerto Rican chancletas, like and he was, yo, and them Puerto Rican sandals, bro. That's a different. I mean, you know, Jesus did it, but <laughs> holy shit, bro! That, you talking about them leather joints with the yeah, yeah? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, bro. God, lean with your toes all out. Yeah, man. So you know what, man? I was like super grateful. That, did you that, give him a ride back? Yeah, 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 yeah. We put, oh, him in, you, put him in the put him in the car, bro. Wow. I put him in the car. She she sent us the address. And I he didn't him, fight you. He didn't resist. He didn't. No. Like, he started crying, bro. Oh, man. Because he was like, yo, like, I know that I forget. And so he started, he started crying. And then my wife was kind of like consoling him. Like, we're like, we're like yo, like it's, like, it's okay. You know, we, we find out where you live. And um, we're going to take you home. Oh, that's, dude, that, that like, because he said, he probably clearly suffered from dementia. Um. I think it was Schultz. He was on Rogan. He was talking about how his dad, his mom had just thrown him a birthday party and his dad, okay. his dad suffers from like oh, dementia. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And yes. he was talking about how uh, because of the way dementia affects you, like your long-term memory is okay. Mm-hmm. So like you remember shit from like way long ago. So she had invited a bunch of his friends and pals and all that from, from like, back years, in the day. back in the day. And he was sort of, sort of like very much present and remember these people and celebrated and knew all this stuff. And like it was almost like... um. He was normal for a day. Unbeknownst to him, he was normal for a day, and he recognized these people. And he and he had talked about like what a gift that could be for someone who's going Absolutely. through that, and they don't even know it. And um, yeah, j- j- your story made me think of that. Where it's just like, um, fuck, man, what is that? What's that like? I, yeah, I would hate to be in a position to be that vulnerable. Uh, I hate to be that vulnerable now on stuff at a much smaller scale. I can't even imagine at 70, 80 years old, like wandering aimlessly, right? Not knowing where, what, what your purpose is. Or maybe there was a purpose when he started and then you just forget, like at some point. Yeah, well, it's like he just came out to uh, put the recycle bin and, and they lived in, in a, in a, in a typical like lot, you know, so it wasn't like an, an acre or anything like that. Like, he just came out to the, to the street. Yo, you go put to, it down. You go put it down left. and then you just go, eh. Let's go see what's past these walls or past this curve or yeah, past this. Bro. Like, you start walking. And so, you know what? What, wow. what, what I thought about afterwards was obviously um, super happy that we were able to help this guy get home. But, like, what if I'm not out there? Yo, how many, at people, 11 would, how many people walked by that guy? Well, nobody because there's nobody walking my neighborhood. But even, but even in your neighborhood, man, how many people would have walked out of their house and saw him and been like, hey, "Hi, bro"? And I think back that inside the the house that I first saw him coming from, if they had a ring, and they saw this old man outside in pajamas, they're like, "Nah, bro, keep it moving." Yeah, like luckily it was you guys, and you guys had the and wherewithal to go. Not for not not for nothing, bro. Like, I, and I was mad skeptical of him coming up there. Of course, I'm ready to knock his ass out. How old you are? Right. I'm about to fuck you up if you yeah. walk up to my house. Yeah. And you, and like you said you're over there wearing like, I think my first like inclination would be like, all right, man, are you like mentally are you all there? Right. Now you're unpredictable. 
I don't care how old you are, you're still unpredictable. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, for you guys to have sort of the just the wherewithal to go, okay, like something's off, talk to him, just uh, get him back to where he belonged. Because, man, how many people yeah, get hurt bro. like that? How many guys don't make it back home? Or that ends up being a longer ordeal. Or, you know, like you said, his wife was already praying. Like, obviously, she knew, like, oh, fuck, this dude done, like, took off. And yeah, man. who knows? Maybe he sleepwalks or maybe he's prone to. Dude, I, have you ever talked to people who have parents with dementia who live with them? I, I knew someone. Yeah, yeah. Or I, I know someone who had it, but uh, the, the the person has since passed. The stories are so heartbreaking, man, because I can't imagine, like. What that's like. Oh, my God. Like, I think about my like my mom. Like, like the, the stories that people tell me about, like, dealing with their parents with dementia, and I'm just like, I can't imagine what that's like. Like, them not remembering you, them fighting yep. you, them wanting to leave the house, you finding them out in the middle of the highway or a street or, you know, it's like. It's like living with a toddler who who is yeah. physically capable of doing everything. You know what I mean? Like, but but doesn't understand where they're, right, what they're, but is incapable of understanding stuff like that. that. That's wild, man. Like, I used to have a neighbor, man. That his uh, the the neighbor that owned the house. It was a it was a couple, and then they had their daughter and the daughter's husband living with them. And I was friends with the daughter's husband, and and he would be like, and he was a Spanish dude. He'd be like, it's like two kids. <laughs> so articulate <laughs> dead oh uh, dude fuck man dude let's get in on something else man let's get off go, that man. shit yo dude we're almost an hour in already i know man. i knew we were shit, bro i knew we were what you got man you got anything you want to jump into got out of shit man um you seen the antonio brown shit <laughs> did i <laughs> Break but, it down, bro. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Antonio Brown is a, a former NFL um, wide receiver. And he had some choice words this week. I think he's posted on, like, I don't know if it was Instagram or, or whatever. But he goes, his biggest regret is not being able to see himself play in a game live. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be the cockiest shit I've ever heard someone ever say. He went on I to say it. It would be like watching the Beatles or Jesus <laughs> perform at the Red Rocks. <laughs> Isn't Red Rocks in Vegas? You know, yep. You know, out in the desert somewhere, Vegas or Utah, some shit. Okay. Like, I love this because, like, first of all, as a as a fellow petty human being, that would be my response to something like being petty. <laughs> but I think Antonio Brown truly believes this shit, so it makes it even like funnier. Dude, is anybody picking that guy up? I doubt it. At this point, I, I think at this it. point, no, because I don't think the productivity um, is worth the risk and the backlash. Like, I think wide receivers now are a dime a dozen out of college where you go, how much more am I getting out of Antonio Brown at this stage versus right. how old is he? He's got to be in his 30s, right? He's in his 30s oh, and he's oh, not right at that 30? old. Like, he's still he's still like uh, at the age where he could be productive. I just don't know that it's productive enough to outweigh the drama. Right. Like, and so I think people have to weigh the drama and it's not worth it because you can draft a wide receiver now in the first two, three rounds and you go and they'll be productive. Yeah. They may not be hall of famers, right? Like Antonio Brown statistically should be a hall of famer, but you go, yeah, I could probably get guys in the first two rounds that aren't, they're not going to be that far off. 
and I don't have to deal with all this other shit that I have to deal with Antonio Brown. So And that dude, for those of you who don't know, like I mean, he was on the Steelers for many years and then he uh he left out to the Raiders, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. But then he did so. What did he, what did he do? Caught his GM a cracker and then didn't show up to practice. Yeah. And so then, he just been. It was a wild boy. And then from there was it Tampa? Yeah, and went to Tampa, and that didn't last very long. No, they won the Super Bowl with him. That's right, right. And then he gets cut last year, and then he, that that's the infamous well, last Jets year was thing the, where he's waiting. Right. At, yeah, but they told, told him to go in the game, and then he refused to. So, ah, you know what? Like I say, just just to just to see some of these athletes that we look up to or that people that uh, that follow sports look up to do shit like this and, and, and to, to see the way they think should make you think twice about absolutely idolizing those people. Oh, yeah, bro. Like, I think, I mean, there's flawed human beings like the rest of us, right? Like, I, they're just really, really good at yeah. what they do. But they're flawed human beings like Maybe that. you need some LSD, bro. Yo. Did you see this LSD shit? I, I did not. But what is uh, popping off with this? LSD? I did see some Aaron Rodgers shit with psychedelics, but not LSD. Oh, okay, no, no, no. They did a study, so um, and I, I don't know who it was, so I don't have that information. But there was a study done on LSD recently. For those of you who have uh, don't know, if the, like the street name for LSD is acid, um, and the studies on it basically said that well, first of all, they, they've been using it, I think, in Canada for to treat things like uh, anxiety. And okay. depression. And depression. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I've heard but, of that. But new studies have shown that it actually helps with your memory. And it's been tested on mice, which is we always test it on mice, and men. So as of, like, there was like 25 people that, that they took. They gave some the LSD, small dosages. Um, some of them, they gave a placebo. And they found that the memory was better. With what? the folks that actually got LSD, and let me tell you something, man. You ever take it? You ever take LSD? I have never done any hallucinogens. Okay. Yeah. For me, so I did it literally like a handful of times, maybe like four or five times, um, as a teenager. It was something that was it was so unpredictable that I didn't like it. Like I was just like, no, like I never know how I'm gonna feel on it. Like there's been a few times, you know. Let's say there was twice where where I go, oh, that was an amazing experience. And then it was maybe two or three times where I felt the exact opposite. So you've, okay, so you've experienced the effects of it before, but you didn't feel like you could count on it being, like it wasn't uh, consistent. Definitely wasn't consistent. And I knew guys that used to do a lot of it. And I remember them telling me like, oh, like I've done so much that, There'll be certain days where I'll just be somewhere and I'll start tripping. Uh, And I remember that those stories like scaring me to go like, wait, well, wait a minute, man. Like, I don't want to be fucking tripping like on, you know, like at a time when when I haven't taken it. You know what I mean? uh, Yeah. And so. And so, like that, I remember that, like for me. And then also, man, remember the remember the old shit, Faces of Death. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Faces of Death had, and I don't know, if it, I don't know what episode it was, or, or or which edition it was. There was a, there was one of them where it showed this guy on LSD. He goes to rob a bank, um, gets into the vault where the money is, and as he's taking stuff out, the the vault closes at a certain time 
So as he's in there gathering shit, the fucking the vault door closes and it's like on a weekend. So the vault is closed until Monday and he suffocates. And he suffocates. So like I know and and, and I know I remember not not feeling like robbing anything. Right. But I do remember um, like this feeling when you first take it in the first like hour, the, the first feeling that I got was like I was invincible. So I wonder if so, and there's a lot of people that die on LSD because they do dumb shit because they feel that's like it. they jump off buildings, yes. or they head dive. No one has pools. ever died from like overdosing uh, LSD. So, so, so like the overdose factor is is almost non-existent. Okay. So I think that the medical field has found you know treatments that or, or ways that LSD can help um, certain people in certain dosages. Um, because like I said, no one has ever overdosed, at least the article that I was reading, on LSD. Uh, no, and I was, uh, while you were talking, I was looking up because I'm trying to think of, I was trying to think of the name of the operation, but I found it. One of my favorite books that I've read in the last couple of years has been a book called Chaos. It's okay. by Tom O'Neill, and it's about Charles Manson. Oh, yeah. And the book is about- He's dead now, right? Yeah, Charles Manson okay. is, but the book was about how- um, it theorizes that the American government created Charles Manson as we know him, the serial killer. Charles Manson was obviously a troubled individual. He had a lot of shit right. going on and sort of maybe he needed a nudge in a specific direction. And so a lot of it has to do with Operation MK Ultra, which the CIA used LSD to sort of, um, they experimented with LSD and what it would do to people. Okay. And so a lot of things, not to get too far down a rabbit hole, but it was like they would take um, like white collar, you know, perfectly uh, normal quote unquote dudes who, who um, you know, maybe worked Wall Street or financial sectors and all that, and they would put them with LSD and then they would stick them in rooms with like strippers. And uh, so, a- anyway, and they would watch like the decisions that they made and they would see how they could control them. Okay. And, you know, whether it was plan- planning subliminal messages or outright messages. But anyway, they sort of did theory in Tom O'Neill's book is that Charles Manson was one of these subjects. Charles, Charles Manson was one of these guys who should have never been free to begin with. Like he had he had a, a really shitty juvenile history. He had a very shitty upbringing. He had okay. so many opportunities. We should have been in jail for a long time and sort of. The book goes into all these things where like he either got out on probation, someone bailed him out, someone whatever. And so and then the, the theory is that it was the American government or it was connections that he had. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that they were experimenting. The CIA was experimenting with LSD and the mind control that it has over individuals and sort of how they were able to use that. And sort of Charles Manson might have like been the experiment gone wrong, okay. so to speak. Um, but um Man, I, I've heard of a lot of people either tout the sort of benefits of being on LSD now or psychedelics right. in any capacity. Yeah, um, like, like the, the microdosing. Uh, psilocybin has yeah, been yeah, big yeah. in the news yeah. in the last few years. And even some states of Oregon has gone so far as to like legalize, legalize psilocybin to like treat depression and anxiety yep. and that sort of stuff. So like, man, I think it's one of these things where like it, it definitely like it'd be interesting to take this deep dive. Like I feel like in 10, maybe not even that long, like five, 10 years from now, we're like going to be able to look at these studies or these events that have happened. How many of them are tied back to like psychedelics, like LSD. Cause like, I don't know if you, do you see like Aaron Rodgers, like, 
uh, NFL he, quarterback. He did the uh, he did the ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, thing, that's it. And which is a psychedelic. Which man, uh, we've talked about this on here before. I am all about like I really. That's one of these experiences in life that I really want to experience. Like I'm, I do too. I'm scared. But, but I still, but I, I was but literally I just gonna it. say that. Like I'm petrified of it. But I also really want to know what that's like. Like I, I, I'm, I've bought into the hype. I'm scared of it. But I'm scared of it to the point where I go, I'm so scared of it that I want I, I want to face that and I yeah. want to see what that's like. Um, so, shit, if anybody knows anybody who can take you down this road to ayahuasca, like, <laughs> holla at your boy. Because I am. We can find out. Oh, yeah. It is, <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure if I do the homework and I go down, I, I could find somebody. But I am a thousand percent sure that I want to try this ayahuasca thing. And, I, and, and, and like, I'm really committed to wanting to try that. Uh, just just uh, if not for anything. Just saying that I've done it and the experience of having, like, because I've never spoken to anyone who's on ayahuasca who's gone, eh, not right. once, right. not once. And so, like, I do want to try that. But the LSD thing, man, is it's interesting because, like, do psychedelics unlock sort of like this subconscious thing in your brain that's like this, 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 I don't know, this realm between reality and and fantasy and like this truth in there that maybe we're not willing to face if we're not i don't know yeah i don't know maybe i've heard (laughs) i've heard no but i've heard so much shit like that you know from from celebrities that have done it um and so yeah definitely interested in doing it it's it and like you said it'll be interesting to see where um the study of of lsd and 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 the uses of it um can can actually help people to read the book uh, I would say if you're not interested in Charles Manson or serial killers, yeah. but just from the LSD standpoint, that book Chaos, Tom, it's it's such a fascinating read. Okay, and so much of it is centered around this LSD um, operation, MK Ultra by the CIA. It, it's it's worth doing, man. Yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. dope. I'll check it out for sure. All right, man. I know we over an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's up with this Nevada woman? Yo. <clears throat> um. Is that, I, is that a good one to end to end with? It's sort of like I I feel like this if is one. Got of, some, if you got something else, man, hit something, me with something better. Else. Yo, actually, I kind of want to talk about Trump. If I'm being honest, can we talk about our former celebrity in chief, bro? You trying to go an hour on that? I just I'm a go maybe. for it, man. Nah, no, we go, we no, no, we won't, it, bro. So, <laughs> I just feel like uh, we didn't mention this recently, but like, um, so Trump buried his ex-wife. I saw he was there. Yeah. Did he? I'm assuming he paid for all of that. He, and... So, so Ivana Trump, his ex-wife, the the mother of Ivanka yes. and Eric and Donald Jr., um, passed away. Whatever, like a month ago. Whatever it's been now. It's yeah. been a, it's been a little bit early summer. Anyway, he buried her at the Benminster uh, Golf Course in New Jersey. I don't know if you saw this. At a golf course? Yes, his golf course. Okay. So there's a speculation. So is, is there? A cemetery at his golf course? There is now because <laughs> Ivana Trump is based on hole two. <laughs> you could tee off on hole two and pay your specs <laughs> all at the same time. But um, so the tr- Trump and and I feel like there's been all this clickbait articles about like oh he did this for for uh, you know it was like oh man he buried Ivana there that's kind of weird and then a lot of these other clickbait articles have been like is he doing this for tax play? And um, as someone who like reads into like everything from that perspective, like whether it's monetarily or financial, and I know Donald Trump, there's there's no move that happens from that family, or I think Donald that isn't somehow financially tied to driven. Finan- yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so 
by so he buries her at his Bedminster golf course, right? Like, and if you go back years ago, back in 2016, he started taking out permits to turn Bedminster golf course into a cemetery or part of it. Oh, wow. Into like like certification for the cemetery in the state of New Jersey. He knew something then, was coming. And then he started, yeah, absolutely. He knew somebody was gonna die. And then he wanted to start a cemetery company or entity, right? That would manage or operate this cemetery on the okay. Bedminster golf course. So the thing about cemeteries in the state of New Jersey is that you sort of get the trifecta of tax freeness. You operate a cemetery in New Jersey, you don't need to pay sales tax, you don't need to pay property tax, you don't need to pay income tax. And so a lot of the speculation- the whole, the whole golf course could be that. The whole golf course. Now, if you go further into the legislature, is like the golf course needs to be like mainly used for cemetery purposes. Like there's right. all these loopholes, or not loopholes, but there's all these there's, there's all this these kind of criteria yep. that he has to sort of meet to get there. Which not to say that he couldn't get there, but it'd be kind of difficult. But then I started taking a deeper dive, and it turns out that his golf course he's also actually even um, had categorized as farmland because he's chopped down Ooh. trees and turned them into mulch, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. you need. And so by turning it into farmland, he's reduced the property tax on his golf course. So he doesn't pay very, uh, uh, his property tax bill is very cheap already. And so he's sort of been reducing this. The cemetery on the plan, he's, in, back in 2016, they took out this permit and they started his company and it was basically this very, I think the plots, it's 10 plots. So you figure that's him, the wife, all the wives, all the kids, all the stuff. Like he started to do this, and I go, yeah. So now you get a portion of that, even if even if only a portion of it qualifies under tax right. free. So now you got a portion of it under the under the farm thing. And you got a portion of it under the cemetery thing. And you got, and it's hard to ignore the fact that it's Donald Trump. And you go, fucking genius, bro. Like you bury your what your ex wife in this in this <laughs> golf course that you love to play at that she probably bitched at you the whole time for going to play at. And you're like, yeah, now I get a tax break. <laughs> but also, like, I just don't think that family moves without sort of anything like this. Daughter. Like, the fact that he took out 10, a permit for up to 10 plots, and this is sort of like a specific amount of land. Maybe it's not all of it. Um, like, you know this is well thought out. This is this is into the Absolutely, future. Absolutely, like, bro. Absolutely. And, and I felt like I'm like, man, this went sort of under the radar. Like, nobody talked about Donald doing this and burying, like, like why would you bury your ex-wife at your favorite golf course? Like, the one that you play at all the time. Dude, not not for nothing, man. In, in some respect, we all should be thinking like that. Absolutely. I also thought, bro, is Donald Trump the greatest feminist of all time? <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out there, bro. Yo, Donald. Give me the argument. Listen, this is my argument for Donald Trump being the greatest feminist of all time. First of all, he hired chicks that were so underqualified to do the jobs they were like. What was the girl's name who was like his his, his uh, secretary of uh, 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 of uh, the chief of staff or whatever the fuck he was the 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 um, the press secretary, the little blonde yes, chick who yes, looked like she yes, worked at Starbucks. Yes, bro, yes. I don't first know, of I don't all, know he hired her. Then he has the Miss Universe pageant where he sits there and he crowns uh, uh, the best looking woman, gives her an apartment in New York for a year, uh, uh, a six figure salary, you know, like to be Miss Universe. Like all she had to do was be pretty and be able to like hula hoop or whatever the fuck Miss Universe is, bro. And then even, bro, even if you think about the whole, I grab her by the pussy and they just let you, right. you're a billionaire, they let you. Bro, your body, your choice. That's If that isn't the most feminist statement <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> Yo, Dono might be the leader of the feminist movement, bro. I don't feel like we're giving him enough credit. It's all his fault. It's all- <laughs> 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 Shout out to 
Shout out to D. Shout out to the Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald J. Trump for leading the feminist movement. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and on that, tell them where they can find us. <laughs> if you're not already following us, <laughs> at the Cover Football Podcast on IG, on TikTok, on YouTube. Uh, hit the, the like button over here, subscribe button over there, turn on your notifications. Um, and uh, at, at Apple Podcasts, man, you can leave a review on on uh, Podchaser. You can leave a review. Stitcher, Ghana, uh, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Geo Savin, uh, all of them, man, if you're not. And then uh, go on social media, man. We're, we're on all of them. And uh, leave us some feedback. If we suck, tell us we suck. If we're good, tell us we're good. Uh, if you got some drink ideas, man, we I like the drink ideas. Keep them coming, man, because we've been, like, scraping the bottom of the internet for drink recipes. like. I had somebody ask me the other the other, the other week. They're like, "Man, like, where do you guys get like the new drinks every week?" And I'm like, "God, oh, you know, we we scour the internet, but also we scour the internet and then we'll grab stuff and then we'll kind of put our own spin on it." Yeah, yeah, I love doing that. Like grabbing a recipe and going, "Ooh, what if we added?" You yep. know, like like we did this today, where you had this and we're like, "All right, what is it missing? What does it need? What right. is that?" I, I love doing that, man. Uh, I'm also sober phobic, so I like to fuck around with drinks all the time. <laughs> all right, yo, as always, we appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Peace. Peace.